You're listening to Dental Talk from VivaLearning.com. Thanks for joining us for this Viva podcast. Today we'll be discussing fluoride varnishes for use as a preventative tool for your pediatric patients. Our guest is Dr. Carla Cohn, a practicing dentist in Canada and is a clinical instructor in pediatric dentistry at the University of Manitoba. Dr. Cohn lectures internationally on preventive and pediatric dentistry for the GP. Dr. Cohn, it's a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you for having me. Pleasure to be here. Yeah, we, we love having you on the show, and I know you are very active in webinars with us, and we look forward to your webinar coming up soon. Um, and you're going to be focusing on a, a kind of a new material or innovative material, nano ormicers, in an upcoming webinar. You also did an excellent podcast on nano ormicers, um, which is really cool because the ormicer part, as you explained, replaces the resin matrix, and um, every dentist should be certainly aware uh, of what that means is obviating the need to use resin inside of a composite resin and replacing it with more of a ceramic material. So that was uh, very cool to hear about that. Today we're going to be talking about fluoride varnish. Um, so to begin, let's ask you a very simple question. What's the purpose of fluoride varnish in dentistry? So fluoride varnish has uh, been around for a number of years and is, is gaining more and more traction. The purpose of fluoride varnish in my practice, seeing a pediatric population only, is for prevention. It's for mineralization. And I, I use the word mineralization because I, I don't like to call it remineralization. We remineralize with calcium and phosphate. Fluoride changes the makeup of enamel. It changes hydroxyapatite to fluorapatite, fluorhydroxyapatite. And by doing so, what it does is it hardens the tooth structure. And we want to harden that tooth structure when we're talking about prevention because harder tooth structure makes it harder for acid to destroy our tooth, harder for cavities to appear. So in a pediatric practice, fluoride varnish is one of our best friends in terms of prevention and a, and a very valuable tool for that prevention. So the fluoride uh, varnish is, is a 22,600 part per million product with fluoride of sodium fluoride or 5% sodium fluoride. By and large, almost all of our fluoride varnishes have that same makeup. And, and the one that we're using in our office is, on a routine basis uh, is profluoride from VOCO. So what happens is the, the fluoride varnish is being uptaken into the outer surface of the tooth and deposited there. So it basically changes the chemical makeup and increases the hardness of our tooth and makes it more resistant to decay. Now, this is essential in a pediatric practice. Is this something that's absolutely essential in all practices that treat young adults and older patients? I mean, is this something you recommend as part of the treatment plan of every patient? Absolutely. I, I think that this, this is a, a huge part of, should be a huge part of every practice. And using a fluoride varnish, we use it for our kids in our practice on a regular basis on their their recalls. So they come in every six months for their prophylaxis and, uh, and fluoride varnish application. Our higher risk kids we're bringing in more frequently and they get more frequent fluoride varnish application. Uh, it's just, it's, it's the absolute easiest thing to apply fluoride varnish. When you compare it to other types of fluoride applications like a fluoride gel or fluoride mousse, 
the fluoride varnish, you brush it on and it literally takes seconds to put on. Seeing it, our pediatric population, and we're starting our, our checkups by the age of, of one. That's our standard of care is to see patients first tooth, first checkup. So our examinations start at the age of one. Well, there's no way on earth you're going to be able to get a fluoride rinse or a gel or a mousse into a patient of that age. We absolutely need to have a tool like the fluoride varnish that we can literally paint on. And if you've not used fluoride varnish for a number of years, you, you need to revisit this. Fluoride varnishes have changed since the old days of that yellow fluoride varnish that we used to put on a number of years ago. The profluoride from VOCO is a, a transparent varnish and it doesn't have that same stickiness that our, our old varnishes used to have. It comes in a number of flavors that are kid friendly and it's just so easy and uh, dentist friendly, hygienist friendly, um, patient friendly to place that you know, I, I often say when I'm I'm out giving courses and teaching, you know, if there's one thing that you take home from today's lecture, workshop, course, whatever it is that we're doing, you know, switch your patients over to a fluoride varnish instead of your gels and mousses. It's just so much easier and so much more effective than our our fluoride uh, applications from other different different. Uh, methods. Yeah. So if you're using a gel that's applied usually in like a little tray that, that gets inserted right. into them. So can you go through right. real, real quickly um, the clinical application of a varnish? What do you have to do to the enamel first before you apply it? And how long does it stay on? You want to use profluoride as an example by VOCO yeah. and compare that to a gel in a tray or a mousse. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's it's so easy. There's there's no preparation required whatsoever. These come in the profluoride from Voco comes in uh, prepackaged individual packages. You you peel it back. There's a brush in there. There's no separation of the fluoride. The profluoride doesn't separate. You stick your brush into the profluoride and you paint it on. So we'd use it for our kids that that have come in and they've had the scaling and prophylaxis, so your traditional type of a, a cleaning type of a, an appointment. Uh, we use it for those kids, but also for our younger kids. Uh, you know, teeth don't need to be to have a prophylaxis before we use this. You know, toothbrush clean. Even if they have a layer of plaque on it, the profluoride varnish is going to penetrate through through the plaque. You know, versus the, the old gels that we used to use, you put it in the tray and then you hold it in the patient's mouth and the patient's got the saliva ejector and they're drooling all over their bib and you got to have it in there for a number of minutes versus the the seconds that it takes to put the profluoride on and and then you know we've got patients that that are are having a better experience a faster experience you got a wiggly kid fluoride varnishes is, is absolutely the the way to go and if you look at the uh, American Academy of Pediatric Dentistry and the ADA uh, guidelines, the recommended topical application is a, a, a fluoride varnish, 22,600 parts per million or 5% sodium fluoride like the uh, varnishes that we are, are used to using now. Yeah, no, and that makes, the that other makes thing, total sense, just the simplicity yeah. of the whole thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, the, the other thing too is, is toxicity with the fluoride varnishes 
are so much less than with a fluoride gel or a fluoride uh, mousse because patients are swallowing less. And there's a number of studies that are looking at the plasma fluoride levels after fluoride varnish application, and they're finding just a very low plasma fluoride level after the fluoride varnish application, and, and one that is, in fact, even less than when patient is brushing with a fluoride denifrice or after having a one milligram fluoride tablet. Um, and then a, another study showing that the significantly lower plasma fluoride level when we're using uh, fluoride varnish versus the 1.23% uh, APF gel that we have been used to using in the past. My next question is, there's, there was some talk about a use of fluoride varnish for desensitivity. What's your thoughts on that? Right. You know, it, it's funny, actually, the, the off-label use is really for anti-caries. This is labeled as a desensitization um, uh, product. So so really, when we're using it for anti-caries, if you will, or mineralization, if you will, that's the off-label part. So it's it's interesting that, that you bring this up because we, we find this is a, a very powerful tool for our prevention uh, as well as a, a sensitivity because, of course, it will occlude tubules and, um, and provide that sensitivity relief. Very interesting. So um, is there any particular um, methodology in incorporating fluoride varnish into a practice? You know what? Your methodology should, methodology should be to um, take your fluoride gels and throw them away <laughs> and, and then buy, buy your fluoride varnish. I, honestly, it is, Great it answer. is the Great answer. Sim yeah. <laughs> I love it. simplest, simplest mm -hmm. thing to, to put into, into play. And, you know, whether you're seeing adults or whether you're seeing kids only like I do, uh, our low-risk kids get the fluoride varnish application every six months. Our high-risk kids, the protocol is a fluoride varnish application every three months. You know, that gives us the opportunity to, to bring them in, to, to talk about uh, hygiene, see that they're brushing, and to give them a boost of, of fluoride to, to increase that uh, hardness level of their, of their enamel and, uh, and allow them to have a little bit of a fighting chance. Yeah, for sure. So I, I like the the way that the product is packaged. You're saying that it comes in a single dose package with a brush? It's a single dose package and you just literally peel back the foil, your brush is in there, you you dip your brush and, and you know, I have patients, you know, like those of us, we all have these types of patients, the pediatric patients in particular, that are maybe not so cooperative or will have a patient that's, you know, super sensitive or anxious or, or kids that that can't sit still, you know. Toss, toss the brush. I'll stick my finger into the fluoride varnish and I'll, I'll rub it because this material has some flowability. So if I can just rub it onto the area, the flowability of the varnish uh, will work and it, it'll get into the spots. Like you don't have to be bang on the, the place where you're, where you're trying to remineralize as long as you get it in there. The, there's a, a study that that's out there that talks about the effect of the fluoride varnish in an area around where you have have hit. So you don't have to. You know, the study is showing evaluating remineralization effects of the topical fluoride varnish when it's applied over the caries-like lesion compared to around the caries-like lesion. And the conclusion of that study was 
that there was no significant uh, difference in the application techniques. Both are, are demonstrating effective remineralization. That was written up in a, a Mer American Journal of Dentistry uh, in uh, 2004. So it, you, you, don't, you don't need to hit it bang on. You just need to even be close. Well, using your finger all the time, Dr. Cohen, make sure you're not absorbing anything. Uh, I'm, I'm, still, I'm still alive and kicking, so yeah, I think right. it's probably okay. I've been doing this for a lot of years. Yeah, it reminds me of the old days when they used to, doc, the dentist used to hold the x-ray when the assistant pushed the button. Yeah, I'm sure your latex yeah. gloves are protecting you or non-latex gloves. Well, um, no, phenomenal <laughs> stuff. It's always great to hear from a pediatric dentist because you guys. Ah, uh, yeah, hang on a second. I'm a general dentist. Oh, I am not a pediatric okay, dentist. Okay, I, I thought you. I must you're an instructor in mm -hmm. pediatric dentistry. Okay, but you do. I am. Right. I am. But okay. So I'm a that, general dentist. I'm limited just to pediatric dentistry by choice. All right. Well, that's um, in some ways also very, very good because you're connected to the GP's mm -hmm. life. And, um, mm -hmm. and by, by also you're treating patients that can be difficult and you're mm -hmm. kind of being pushed down the road of simplicity. You certainly want to have procedures that, are, that these patients can tolerate in the most compliant way. So absolutely. Yeah. It's just natural evolution to go that direction where you find you get rid of the gels and mousses, get rid of the trays. Let's work on mm -hmm. something that we can make sure is efficient. And with all this efficiency, you're getting more predictable clinical outcomes anyway. Right. So um, it sounds like yep. it's a win win. all Efficient and effective. Right. Right. So that's Definitely. good. So at this point in time, you recommend to all GPs. Seriously, um, I know you kind of said it tongue in cheek to throw out your gels yeah. and mousses, yeah. but, but you actually believe that, that they should just be working I, with a sing, single dose, brush in the package, pull it out, apply yeah. it, and yeah. and then you're done. And the materials, like you yeah. said, are, are much more improved. They're not as sticky. They don't turn the teeth yellow. Is that all correct? Right. Right. Okay. Yeah, that's all correct. It's easy, effective. It's tolerated well by the patients. It's, you've got great infection control because we have mm -hmm. just the, the single package per patient, and then we, we you know we're done. We toss that package out. Um, it's it's a great way to go, and and lots of different flavors, and and nice nice kid flavors with the profluoride varnish by Voco. We've got cherry, bubblegum, mint, melon, um, so so really 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 nice. And and you recommend what you mentioned every six months on which what age level for every six months to have fluoride treatment like this? So I'll I'll start at the age of of one if mm -hmm. I've got a a high risk kid. If I've got a kid coming in at the age of one and they're they're a, a, not a high risk kid, then I'll start at their second appointment, which usually happens around 18 months of age. Okay, it's a year and a half. And then how yep. often every six months you're treating them with fluoride varnish, the kids? Yeah, regular. Yeah, regular risk. We go uh, every six months. Mm -hmm. uh, high risk kids, we go every three months with the fluoride varnish. Okay. And you do sealants mm -hmm. as well, I assume. Yes, yes. So we all of our all of our kids. That's all part of our our prevent protocol in our practice. Mm -hmm. Is we recommend sealants for their six year molars, uh, and then we carry that forward. And you know, twelve year molars and premolars. Uh, sometimes we'll seal primary tooth if situation uh, allows us to. So sealants and and fluoride varnish are a big part of our preventive protocol to try and keep teeth out of harm's way. Excellent. Excellent. All right. Well, that's been very interesting. Again, um, thank you so much, Dr. Cohen. We look forward to your webinar, your Viva Learning webinar coming up on nano ormosers. Yes. And, um, yes. Thank and that, that should be great. And our tenants on these webinars are just going through the roof now. Dentists are just 
realizing you know the benefit of internet-based training and they're surpassed our expectations as far as attendance goes they really have they continue to gravitate towards this kind of learning um we look forward to you on future podcasts as well and we really thank you for your time uh thank you very much it's a pleasure Thanks so much for tuning in today. Just so you know, you can access all of our episodes on Viva Learning's website at vivalearning.com or on your favorite podcast platform, such as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher.